Yo, what up? Welcome to the Average Buds Podcast with Devin and Kush. Today we take a deep dive into the wage gap in sports and the workplace. I've seen the three videos in the past like 24 hours talking about the gender pay gap in sports. Really? Yeah, bro. And I was like, what the fuck? I haven't seen one of those, bro. <laughs> yeah, so two of them were like talking about you know, being pro women's sports and whatnot, being mm-hmm. like, look at how much less women make. And then there was mm-hmm. one dude that was just like, uh, used the reference of a car. Oh, and no, there's four. So one person used the references of cars saying like, mm-hmm. should my Honda, you know, cost as much as a Bentley pretty much. And then the other one was, should a burger flipper at McDonald's, get paid as much as gordon ramsay because they both flip burgers you know what i mean so right. i mean i will play a little bit of devil's advocate as we go through today because i i know both of our opinions on it already but i wanted to bring it up because obviously it's been on my mind because i've seen so much of it and i don't know mm-hmm. why people can't why can't people understand that it's more of a talent over or because I don't want to say they're not talented. I just want to say like a skill level over how it's like a skill equals how much money you're going to make and why, Mm. and why can't people see that? Why do you think they argue for, you know, the WNBA to make as much as the NBA? Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, I mean, we've, we've, we've had our uh, conversations about this in the past. I'm, (laughs) I'm, I'm, I love this topic because I think it, um, it creates a lot of room for debate. It, a little bit of me though is like, "Fuck, <laughs> this is a this is a icy topic." It, it's it's um, a little bit of an icy one, but I thought you know, we're we're yeah. our views have been dipping, so we need to pop those bad boys up. You know what I mean? Hey, if we need to piss <laughs> some people off. Um, that being said, I'll try to be like, I don't know. I'll try not to go on rants, but yeah, dude. So if we go, if we talk about um, the NBA, and I think the NBA is a great. Um, great league to talk about because a there aren't other leagues like the like females don't really have other professional leagues um so the WNBA is great um and it's a it's 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 not boring to watch or anything like that like it's still basketball they're they're doing really well but yeah you have to admit the performance of the athletes is insane um in the NBA just like the elite level of of play is is incredible um, and that's from like scoring the ball, but also just like the athleticism, right? Like being able to dunk, being able to actually get up there. Um, and I don't, I don't actually watch the WNBA myself, so I don't really know the stats on like how many female uh, players can actually like dunk, dunk and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I can go ahead and and just assume on the whim that it's pretty pretty minimal. Um, so that's like first and foremost. Now I don't want to say like people people get that idea misconstrued man they're like oh well like you know um this fucking incredible athlete woman you're saying that this like athletic woman can't fucking outscore some fucking fat chump sitting on sitting on some fucking bench and it's like well no that's not what i'm saying i'm not saying that like this this elite female basketball player couldn't fucking destroy the majority of men out there yeah, tons, that yeah. even just play yeah that even just play basketball casually at the you know with in rec leagues i'm not saying that at all but i am saying 
is if you give me the best basketball player in the WNBA and then you give me LeBron James at 36 years old, LeBron James will win because he's bigger, he's more athletic, and he has more for his career to show. Like that's that's as easy as that. That that's that's my opening statement. <laughs> <laughs> um one thing that you mentioned in there is, you know, the women the woman, the WNBA player, rather, going up against somebody, you know, that just plays rec league. And I think that's a very good example, but I think it's over dramatic in the mm-hmm. sense of one of the uh, examples that I know of is remember when we were, so me and Kush took a business ethics class together. And this is kind of where this topic sparked for us. And then, you know, it's kind of just lingered for however long. Um, But in this class, there was a point brought up saying, you know, Serena Williams, the best, arguably the best women's tennis player, lost to a random college player, like just a random dude in college. That was, I don't even know if he was ranked, but like she got fucking whooped, right? So not saying, not taking anything away from her being an excellent tennis player, but if somebody from if a if a guy from college can beat the top level women's tennis player and given Serena Williams is probably making a sh- well she is making a shitload of money she's doing one of the best as a as a woman athlete you know what i mean but like you got to beg the question now is like is she getting overpaid like because she got beat from a college kid that's not even getting paid. He's just getting, he's probably on a full ride, but he's not getting paid to play yet. So, yeah. I mean, although your example of, you know, the WNBA being able to beat out 98% of the general population, does that even matter if somebody like Serena Williams is losing to a college player? Well, yeah. And like, like I said, man, like you give me the best in the, you know, in any, in any league um, that have both uh, men and female leagues, uh, you know, give me the best in each league and, and I'll, I'll put my money on the man each time. Um, there are more female dominated, dominated sports um, out there, like uh, figure skating. Gymnastics isn't really one. Hey, gymnastics is pretty even. Hey. I mean, I, I don't fucking know. I would say yeah. probably, I would say it's probably female dominated, but that's off just my you yeah. know uh, stereotypical me, me, assumption. Yeah, let let me let me kind of go back on that a little bit. I most most things in the um, Olympics are pretty even, I'd say, because they they have men and women. So let me scratch that. Forget I said that. Um, but yeah, I totally agree. Uh, the the best in either league um, for men and women, the men will always win. Um, it's kind of like, oh man, there's this example of a, a female fighter, um, or sorry, no, a male fighter. And I forget who it was. And I forget if it was like the MMA or if it was boxing, but it was a male fighter that identified as a female. Oh yeah. When it, just beat the yeah, shit you out remember of everybody. That? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Went into the female league, beat the fucking shit out of everybody. And then that was it. <laughs> And when we go, when we do that, like um, when we identify as, as as other sexes, we forget that like physiologically we're we're different inside. So this man, with you know a higher level of muscle density, probably a larger stature, taller, whatever, goes into the fucking female arena and beats the shit out of everyone. Like that should pretty much sum it up, shouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. So I mean. 
in terms of that, I do believe there has to be, you know, some sort of well, legislation is not the right word, but rule or, you know, um, understanding that you probably should be forced into um, the division based on your born sex. You shouldn't be able to, you know, like if you, if you identify as a woman, that's fine, but I still feel like you should be forced into the male league or male, you know, because like you said, just the statures and physiologically we are different and, you know, Mm. especially muscle mass wise, like in a sport Mm. like fighting, it's extremely dangerous. Do you know what I mean? Like that, that could be like lethal. Like he could just be, you know beating <laughs> beating the shit out of them until they fucking die like who who the fuck yeah. knows you know and imagine if that was a top tier fighter you know what i mean like if that was fucking conor mcgregor and he goes in and he just starts fucking whooping ass like it's it's just not it seems very spooky it is it is and another good example of that um i know a lot of people aren't a huge fan of uh crossfit as a sport uh, but at the elite level, um, it's actually kind of fun. It's actually really fun to watch the CrossFit games. Um, and these are people that do it the right way. But um, even in that, man, like they'll have two different set workouts. The men and women will both do the same workout, but the women have lower uh, maxes. Weights. Like the, the, yeah. the women, yeah, the lower, like um, the women will have lower uh, weights to have to actually push through. Um, so if they're doing like a clean and jerk, uh, they might have like 50 pounds less than the male. And that alone should say enough to be like, okay, well, you know, if they were to compete against each other, you know, would the outcome be the same? That being said, in the same example, CrossFit, like there has like they, you know, when they just compete on the side, like outside of like any professional event, there are times that the female beats out the dude hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and the way that they test that is they're, they, they, I'm pretty sure they're testing the strength of the individual athlete as opposed to like how much weight they can actually lift. Um, you know what I mean? Like strength relative to that person's actual muscle mass and size, Yeah. um, which is awesome. Like, don't get me wrong. And I think Devin and I both agree again. And I think it's important to say this again, (laughs) that we respect women athletes. Um, it's, it's incredible. It's still just as impressive. We're just thinking, we just think men are a little bit better in, in, at the higher levels. Um, one example that I wanted to bring up too, and I think this is another perfect fucking example. I play uh, 2K a lot. I love fucking 2K, right? Um, in the way it's currently set up and the way it's been set up for a fucking long time is you can play uh, teams against teams. So you can play as a team and play against another team. Um, and you can play blacktop, which is just like you pick whatever players you want and you fucking, you know, battle it out. I mm-hmm. love the game. Um, more recently, they decided to introduce the WNBA into 2K. So now it's integrated. So now at this, you can do the same things uh, with WNBA players. Teams can go against teams um, and players can go against players. Well, actually, I'm not sure if they, they are on blacktop at all. But that brings my next point, which is, brings me to my next point, which is they do not allow you to pit a male team against a female team they also don't allow you to do a male player against a female player and i know because i fucking tried multiple times <laughs> just because i wanted to do it right yeah, like yeah. you know I, I i really wanted to see what would happen and i think i think that's for a good reason because they would have to fucking lie in that game they would straight up have to lie to make that like even competitive yeah i think i was i was just gonna say if they did do that like 
how bad would it look on them? You know, like let's say the top, I don't know what the top NBA, WNBA player is. Um, like what would their overall be? Like what if their overall, like as the top player in the WNBA to make it like relative to the NBA players? What if it was like 60? And you're just like, and you know shit. what I mean? Like, because they would obviously wouldn't do that. So they would have to bump that shit up to like at least like 75, 80, right? And then all of yeah. a sudden, you know, who who knows what kind of backlash that would get in the community for good and bad reasons, you know what I mean? Yeah, dude. And um, I don't remember how long ago this was, but there was a bunch of campaigns a couple years back uh, talking about wage gaps um, and just like the attention that male um, basketball players get against females. Um Outside of the NBA, basketball does have a pretty large presence in the States. Um, and we're talking about, like, not only just the NCAA, but, like, franchises outside – well, not franchises, but games games outside of that where top-level basketball players are, you know, compete against each other um, on junior-level teams. Those basketball players get way more attention than any female would in the same place. Yeah. Um, and there was some, I forget who, who, which two people it was, but there was some fucking stat or photo out there, which was basically showing this female who is very decorated through high school all the way through university against a male who wasn't at all very decorated, but he was just like good at putting up numbers. He was consistent and he was flashy. And the male, um, they were like, oh, well, he's probably going to get drafted at you know fucking first round and he's gonna get paid over well over a million dollars while she will you know may get drafted go you know in the first round but she's not she's not gonna get paid shit and in my mind again that's the same fucking like that's the same thing that we're talking about now which is yeah he's gonna get paid more it's a bigger league and people want to watch it people want to watch the WNBA, but they don't have nearly as much support yeah, so I think that's a good segue into like revenue, right? So male, a lot of the male dominated sports, uh, you know, football, basketball, baseball, they are the male. Like I, I don't actually even know. Is there a is there a female league for baseball? Probably not. Not that I know of in the at a professional level level. Nor I don't NFL NFL is like bikini football or some shit. Isn't yeah, it? it's weird. It's it's some weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I. Th- um, yeah. the revenue for, cause we do have to go back just to basketball then. Cause it's just the one that we know the most about the and revenue soccer. Basketball and, soccer. and soccer. Yeah. yeah. So both yeah. of those leagues, the male side just generates way more revenue and you know, they're obviously they can pay their players more because they bring in more money. So it makes sense. But I think the, the counter argument, the only counter argument that I can think of for like the revenue side is that WNBA has never played in the prime time. So like the, the WNBA is never watched because it's only being played at fucking five in the morning on fucking TSN three or whatever. You know what I mean? Like nobody's actually going to watch it. So how are they supposed to generate revenue if they're not getting like good times for the games to be aired? Yeah, and that's a big topic of concern, right? Like if they if they shared primetime um slots on TV, then maybe people would have the opportunity to, to really like fall in love with the sport. Um that being said, when it comes to revenue, I am still I still lean heavily towards the NBA in terms of like I, I agree with why they're making so much because think about all the star athletes in the NBA that have a deal outside of the NBA. 
a sponsorship from a shoe company. And that brings a lot of attention to the NBA. Um, again, an, another kind of idea for this is like uh, NBA is really uh, closely associated with hip hop culture. So there's a lot of rappers and there's a lot of songwriters that talk about the NBA and more specifically talk about the players like LeBron James and Stephen Curry in their songs. So it brings, it forces a lot of attention to it. You know what I mean? Um, Drake basically fucking, you know, adopted the Raptors as his team, right? That was huge. Man. Yeah. That was, that's huge. When he hosted, well, not he, but when Toronto hosted the all-star game back in, I forget, 2016 or something, um, you know, Drake was the fucking, the man to, to fucking look at. And I think a lot of non-basketball players started watching basketball because they were like, oh, fuck, like, Drake's doing this shit. Yeah. WNBA doesn't get that. It just, it just doesn't. Um, and when you look at deals sort of outside of the States, um, basketball is one of the only sports that have a huge following in China. And that's a big thing. True. Um, now, I'm pretty sure um both male and female athletes do go out there there's a there is a, a big female league out there and they actually get paid more than um athletes in the states unfortunately oh really but um yeah yeah i'll get into that in a sec but yeah um but based on that like these these males are going out there doing these big you know fucking camps named after themselves and athletes from china all over the world want to participate in them so there's just like i could go on and on but my point is, is there's a lot more media attention there's way more media attention um and as a result the nba does have higher revenues devil's advocate on that though is i'm pretty sure and again like I, i'm not really studied up on this right now but i think i believe a lot of like teams in general um have like they're not they're not um income positive like they're actually they're not doing as well whereas the WNBA teams are doing a little bit better in terms of like how much money they have oh yeah yeah um not how much money they have, but like how much they're in like a deficit. Um, but yeah, it's fucking whack, man. I think, um, so I brought up the point of, you know, not being able to be in prime time, but I'm going to counter my own argument or my own point, I guess, because, you know, people, people in society are greedy. They're going to do whatever they, that makes them the most money. And I think if, WNBA was the route to make them the most money. There's no like they're not trying to be like sexist. If if WNBA was just going to be the the be all and end all and they were going to bring in millions of dollars, if both were set on an even platter at the start, they would have they would have chosen the WNBA, but they didn't because that just wasn't the route to make them the most money. So, yeah, totally agree. Um now if we go if we if we're if we both play devil's advocate a little bit, um, I, I do think it is kind of ridiculous how much WNBA players play or, or sorry make. Um, not necessarily in comparison to NBA athletes, but just how much they make as individuals at what would be the highest level of sport for them. Yeah, we're talking about. And I have to compare a little bit just to show how how big the gap is. But the majority of uh, of, of NBA players are making about a million dollars. But even the fucking bench players that are doing absolutely nothing on the court, they're literally just in the league, are making a couple hundred thousand dollars. Which, if you think about that, is pretty fucking insane. Like, you, you made it to the league, and that's a big accomplishment. Good for you. But you're not even playing, and you're making a couple hundred grand, right? Yeah. So... 
you know, there's that side of it. Whereas in the WNBA, you know, we're talking about their star athletes are only making a couple hundred grand, right? I'm not sure how many WNBA players are making in the millions, but I don't think it's a huge amount. And if they are, it's 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 literally minuscule to what uh, an NBA player. I forget how much, but Steph Curry signed for like 200 plus million dollars a couple of years back. It was one of the biggest contracts, right? Yeah. Um, whereas in the WNBA, I just couldn't ever see that contract being created. Um, but again, if we if we avoid the comparisons and just look at how much WNBA players make as a whole, yeah, I think they should make a little bit more um, based on the fact that they are at the highest level of sport for them. Um, and unfortunately, going back to a point that I was kind of going on or talking about before, some WNBA players will go to China on the offseason to play basketball for them because they'll make more money there. So they play all year round to still make less than NBA players. Yeah. Um, so to sort of sum that all up, do I think WNBA players should be making fucking $200 million five-year contracts? Absolutely not. Do I think they should be making as little as they do now? Absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, but how are you going to, you know, I agreed that, you know, it would be nice if they made more money. I looked it up, seven players earn a base super max salary of 215000 for this for the 2020 <laughs> season they call that a super max salary yeah the the base max salary is 185,000 my guy that's what i'm saying i'm pretty sure steph signed at golden state for, with the super max for 200 million or 200 and something million yeah but i mean to be honest like those numbers are fucking outrageous anyway like for personally for playing basketball you shouldn't need to make that much money anyway i understand that it's extremely hard to get there and it's an extremely talented thing to do but 200 mil (laughs) like it's just you know what i mean so maybe they could donate it to the wnba you know their extra their extra earnings um i want to say that some players out there have donated to the cause but i'm not sure on the term on the on the idea that they or i guess the um, concept that they go and play year round i mean good for them though i mean wouldn't they want to you know i mean given that it's not an ideal you would obviously want to do it in like if i could make a hundred thousand for doing a month's worth of work i would much mm-hmm. rather do that than you know getting a, still a hundred thousand dollars but having to work for the year you know what i mean so it's definitely not it's not an ideal but i mean good for them for those that are doing that so that they can make their extra cash um, but even if you look at the CFL, cause technically the CFL is the top league for Canada for football, football. and they're, yeah. and they're still getting fucking dicked on. Like very rarely do people make in the hundreds of thousands. They have to be very good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I think the average salary last time I checked, it was a couple of years ago, but it was like 60,000. Yeah. And I think the I think some of the highest paid um, athletes, mainly being QBs, are four hundred thousand. I could be wrong on that. I think the Toronto QB makes four hundred or something. I think Henry Burris made four hundred when he was in Calgary. Like, but in that's 20... over how many years? Like that, like for a one year. Oh, for a one year. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But like Henry Burris was technically the the top quarterback when he was in Calgary Jeez, for like yeah. multiple years, right? So. I mean, yeah, yeah. When you compare it, when you compare sports, okay. If we if we take a like a step away from like uh, men and women, and we just yeah. yeah, and we just talk about fucking how much money athletes make, it is a little bit ridiculous. 
um, given the the NBA, um, I was actually watching a video on this last night. The NBA, uh, the salary caps are the highest in any other, like in any sport. NBA athletes make more than NFL athletes, MLB athletes, MLB athletes. Um, and that's just like period. And, and, you know, part of the reason why is, again, they have reach in places like China where the NFL doesn't. It just doesn't. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they have reaches, you know, in those areas. They, they play a ton of games, so they have a lot of screen time. Um, there's not as many players. So I think in my opinion, because there aren't as many players, you can kind of, um, connect to players a little bit quick, more quick, like quickly as a kid or whatever. Um, so yeah, they do make a lot more money, but in general, they probably shouldn't be, (laughs) um, in the CFL, it's kind of unfortunate because yeah, the top athletes are making 400 K, but I think the majority of it, like if we go to the Calgary Stampeders, I'm pretty sure. We learned about this in class, but it was like majority make them like what forty grand a year, something yeah. like that. Um, and I think an argument for that is like, yeah, they only make forty grand, but they make it in such a short period of time doing something that they love doing. But it is a kind of unfortunate that here in Canada they they make what they are in such a short period of time, but then they have to go find a job, the job for the other, yeah. Yeah, I, but whereas I mean, in like, the NFL, it's not happening. Yeah, and if you look at it like un, just like without any comparisons, you would look at that and be like, if I could get forty thousand dollars for working for four months playing football, I'd fucking do that. Like, it's not, it's not necessarily a terrible thing that they're making, you know, this amount of money. It's just when it, it comes into when you're comparing them with other leagues and other sports, is when you're like, wow, you're not getting paid like shit. Right. So if the WNBA, if, if everything wasn't a competition in terms of, you know, male versus female in terms of earning a wage, would you say that, you know, WNBA players make enough money? In general, yeah. If, if, if we're looking at it in that scenario, yeah. Because, you know, even if you're making... Um, you know what? I'm going to search this up real quick. And WNBA average... Oh, the yeah, uh, the average pay. I guess I would turn the highest paid. So last year, the average pay for the for a WNBA player was roughly one hundred and sixteen thousand. Um, the new agreement raises the base salary to one hundred and thirty thousand, and um, creates room for additional bonuses and prize pools. So it they could, which would raise it to a uh, the compensation by a total of fifty three percent. So it looks like it is starting to go up a little bit. Um, but yeah, dude, if the fucking base pay, if the average base pay is, you know, 116, 130,000 for playing basketball, fuck yeah. It's not like they pay for the flights to wherever the fuck they go. You yeah, know what I mean? It's yeah. not like they have living expenses when they're on the road. Um, but 116,000, like I would say, and I know this is a comparing, slightly comparing apples to oranges, but in Canada, I know I'm compar- uh, comparing USD to CAD here, but like, you know, when you're pretty well off, once you start making a six figures around a hundred and you can live pretty comfortably um yeah i mean it sucks ass (laughs) you know you don't get to do like crazy lavish things but dog you're playing basketball bro that's sick that's fucking sweet i would do that for a hundred grand plus a year no matter what i guess they get taxed on it though hey yeah well of course everybody gets taxed though but if you i guess if you look at it like that and they're making 100k i don't know what the tax brackets are in the states but then they're probably making what like 80k a year all said and done like net yeah but um, that's also not a year that's for their season so true 
True. So yeah. So let's say around 80, 90 K for their season, not including any bonuses. They're still able to live comfortably, but yeah, yeah. I mean, as a WNBA player, no, they're not like fucking driving around Ferraris or anything. Yeah. It's just not happening. Yeah. Are they getting a livable wage? hundred percent. They're getting a fucking livable wage. Oh yeah. Well above livable. So going back to like my initial question is why do you think there are so many, after all of these points that we've brought up and, you know, explaining ourselves, how could there still be advocates for this? You know what I mean? Like, how could there still be people saying, like, this isn't fair, this isn't right? What do you think their mindset is? And, like, what do you think they're trying to... Like, well, okay, so I know I know what they're going trying to accomplish, but how do you think that they, you know, maintain that that ideal when, you know, we've obviously shown a ton of reasons why it doesn't necessarily correlate? Well, I think like first and foremost for everyone listening, like we're you, you and I, like we're talking about this in a very average bud style, um, you know, with like average knowledge about the things that are going behind the scenes, right? So yeah. th- there's probably a you know a handful of points going the other way on why um, you know WNBA franchises should be making more or equal to NBA franchises. I'm sure I'm sure there's at least a point or two that you know we may agree with um out there but i at the end of the day i do think that people are continuing that standpoint because they're comparing wnba players to nba players instead of just trying to increase wnba salaries there's no point in comparing a hundred and thirty thousand salary to a 200 million salary you, or uh, what's the base pay in the nba i have no idea i think they're just trying to do that as like a shock factor you know um yeah being like oh look LeBron's making 12 mil this year and you know I don't know any WNBA players but Sally's making 120,000 you know what I mean it's just like yeah and and they look at numbers like this um so the average the average NBA salary as of 2019 is 7.7 million <laughs> um yeah and the previous season was 6.4 million so it goes up pretty quickly and then if we look at um players uh, that rank the highest in salary per year um stephen curry's salary in 2020 so this season he'll make 43 million um and i'll just do two more russell westbrook will make fucking 41 million and they're the top two if i go down to the 39th which is rudy gobert which is funny because did you see rudy gobert was in um well Shaq was talking about rudy gobert the other day he's a center he plays for the utah jazz and he just signed this big contract, especially being a center. Um, and he averages 11 points. And Shaq Jesus. was, yeah, Shaq was joke. I think Rudy Gobert's fucking phenomenal. He's a fucking phenom in terms of like his size. But Shaq was like, look, kids, like you can average only 11 points a game and still make it to the NBA and make big bucks. But Rudy Gobert, um, he's making 27 million, 27.5 million this year. So that is pretty fucking insane if you think about it. Yep. Um, but what they're doing is they're comparing these values to WNBA players, um, which is like it's honestly construed, man. That's there's so many confounding variables to that. Um, the only only thing that I can kind of understand is hold on, I'm trying to find a a player that maybe. Um... That's fine. While you do that, I'm gonna touch back on one of the points that you you know you said that we are talking about it in a very average way without knowing all the facts because that's just what we do but yeah 
I don't like as a, a semi intellectual being, I, I we both like to look at every single perspective and look at every point of view. I cannot think of a justification for you know being an advocate for okay the only justification being that you know it's not fair i agree it's not fair but life's not fair like that it's just how it is you know what i mean so even though there could be points to be made i feel like we've hit the like the generalized main points and you know we've kind of talked through it and been like yeah it doesn't really make sense so yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. And so I found, I found a player that might make sense. Um, Orlando Magic, Markel Fultz. So he was drafted. I think he was drafted one or two um, a couple years back. Uh, he played phenomenally in the NCAA, um, and then absolutely like fucking shit the bit in the NBA. He originally got drafted to like the Philadelphia 76ers or some shit. Um, played like absolute trash, and then got traded to Orlando. He makes twelve million. Um, and this is a guy that almost, like, he was almost irrelevant for the first half of his career. He's only now starting to play well. So I think some people are like, well, you know, a fucking kid like him, he played well in the NCAA, but then he comes to the NBA and plays like absolute garbage, but he's still getting paid $12 million a year. Um, but fuck, what can I say? I'd still take my boy Markel Fultz over whoever, like, uh, you know, whoever in the fucking WNBA, like, yeah. whoever's around in the WNBA to take him on. Um, and there's been conversations. Um, some some chick in the WNBA fucking um, said that she could take Boogie Cousins on. Do you remember that? Nope. Um, yeah, she she was basically like, yeah, like he's getting paid however million, however many million dollars to fucking sit on the bench because he's been injured for a few years now. Yeah. Um, and she's like, yeah, I could take him one on one. I could take anyone one on one. And they went. Some some fucking reporter went and um, interviewed a couple athletes. And they were all kind of like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. It's not going to happen, bro. I mean, good for, good for her, you know, talking, talking that shit, getting like, you know, being confident. I think it's an overconfidence thing, but you know, nonetheless, can't get anywhere if you're, if you're not thinking, you know, if you're not dreaming big. Straight up. Um, do you watch any uh sports with women do you watch any uh, female sports no but that's also no. given that i don't watch any male sports because i don't have cable so i haven't been watching you keep so- up with football still, i keep though. i keep up with yeah i keep up with the sports generally but i don't watch them anymore watch. yeah yeah i gotta say i don't think i ever i don't know I've I've had to beg people to play WNBA uh, 2K with me because it's so fucking slow. Um, <laughs> but in terms of watching them, I I I don't I, except for the Olympics. When the Olympics are on, um, I'll, I'll I'll watch both divisions equally. And I'm honestly like, there's no comparison there for me. Like I think both like it, it's they're both really fun to watch. Man, female gymnasts are fucking insane. Uh, my fiance is a or was a figure skater, and she's done like junior Olympic stuff or whatever, and and she's fucking incredible. I can't even stand up on ice, um, <laughs> and yeah, and like they're they're amazing. Some of like the pair figure skaters and stuff. Well, obviously there's a male involved, but like they're amazing to watch. Um, female swimmers, divers, all that kind of stuff. Really fun to watch. But I think again, if we're talking about prime time sports, like the Big Four, 
I mean, if we're talking about the big four, then there's really only two of two the big that four that both. even have. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I've watched women's soccer, but like not like watched women's soccer, you know? Does anybody really like watch soccer though? <laughs> Dog, they just kind of like, bro. you just kind of chill. It's just kind of there. I know, man. I have some homies that fucking like live by that shit. I, 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 I can't do it. I'm not a soccer guy. Yeah, I can't me either. Soccer. I can't do that shit. No. Um, anyway, yeah, going back to the Olympics thing, I think the Olympics are a decent example because I agree. Like, I watch, you know, it doesn't matter men's or women's. I enjoy watching both. You know, they're both high level athletes and they both do amazing things. But there's a reason why those athletes, you know, like both male and female struggle to get sponsorships to be able to go to the Olympics and train year round because those sports just aren't what people want to watch year round. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't fucking watch fucking uh, bobsled all year round. No. So there's only, there's like a, I learned, I only learned this when we were in our degree um, because people would fucking, talk about those kinds of sports like skiing like downhill skiing bobs like all that kind of shit um like they watch it all the time and i'm like holy shit it takes a really <laughs> fucking crazy ass canadian to do that you know what i mean like yeah. i just don't like people know who these people are before even coming into the olympics yeah um that being said man it is kind of unfortunate just taking like a sidetrack like olympic athletes get done kind of dirty man like oh, unless yeah. you're michael phelps or whatever, or Sean White, or whoever, that you're not making a whole ton of money. And yeah. they're making money off of the fact that they win every time, plus they have like 500 sponsorships. It's mostly sponsorships, I feel like. Otherwise, oh, you yeah. know, they're not getting they're not getting shit. And that's why, you know, it's, uh, it's nice to sponsor those Olympic athletes that can't, you know, that don't have the money to, to do it year-round because they can't have another job. They're training too much, you know what I mean? They mm. don't have, they don't have the the accessibility to want to be an Olympic athlete and work a full-time job. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I have a question for you Sure. because this is actually right on the lines of, um, our whole topic today. Um, a couple games ago, uh, you know who uh, Popovich is the head coach of uh, the Spurs? No, he legendary coach, but also legendary for fucking mouthing off. Um, so he, uh, he got, um, ejected. He got fucking teed out, um, during a game. And as a result, typically the assistant coach steps up, right? So the assistant coach, which I'm pretty sure is one of the, or the only female assistant or like coach, like part of the coaching staff period. I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure she stepped up and therefore is the first, um, person, female, in NBA history that's coached a, like a male team. Her name is Becky Hammond. And what I'm curious about um, is, like, what do you think, like, not not talking about, like, competing in the sport itself, but what but do you think of being a coach in a, in the male world? Because we see, um, you know, males kind of dominate the coaching world in the, in the female aspect as well. But coming to, like, again, let's just stick to the NBA. What do you think? I mean... Yeah, I mean it's great. I think that for in a in a role where they could like where females could really thrive in male dominated sports is in a coaching role. You don't if you are an intelligent person and you know how to get the best out of your players, it doesn't matter if you're male or female. I think the the disparity comes with, you know, males being seen at the top of their game. 
So it's easier for LeBron to go in after he's done his career and be like, I want to coach. Everybody would be mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's fine. But a, uh, a WNBA player would have to work a little harder for it. You know what I mean? They would have to start as some sort of side coach and work their way up. Um, so I think in that aspect, it's not necessarily like, well, I said before, it's not necessarily fair. I don't think it's necessarily right because I think there are a lot of women that could do really well, but it's also going to, you know, basic biology and stuff like that. Females are just not as assertive as men, which could pose a problem in a coaching role. If you have to yell at your players and get extremely pissed off at your players, I'm not saying that all women can't do that. I'm just saying generally women are worse at doing that than men would be. Mm -hmm. So I would love to see more women coaches, but I don't know, actually, like now that I've said that now I'm a little wishy-washy because it's like, I think there will be women that can definitely play that role. I just think there's a lot less. So that makes it more difficult to, you know, have a strong um, female presence in the league because there's just less of them. And, you know, like, let's say there's 4% of male, like just male individuals could potentially be a coach. Right. But Mm -hmm. like, but like 0.1% of them actually do end up being a high level coach. If it's like that, you would look at it being like 1% of women could be a, a coach, but then only like a, even a smaller percentage could be a high level coach. And then, you know, of that smaller percentage, some of them don't even know that they want to be a coach or that they could be a coach. So they just don't follow that path. So it kind of just narrows the numbers down and down until it feels like there's none at all. But, you know, I think that as leagues get more inclusive and people want to be a little bit more inclusive, that there will be some really good uh, female coaches that come out of that. I just don't know how many there will be. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I, I think I pretty much just agree with you. I, I feel, I feel like you're right. There aren't as many, um, women at the highest level that may be able to, See, I got to be careful with what I say, because I, I do think that as a female or as a woman or whatever, like as long as you know the game of basketball, that's all that really matters. Like, at, at the end of the day, I think coaching is less about, you know, if you were a star player um, during your heyday um, and more about can you do you really understand the game and can you control the pieces necessary? Can can you gain respect from your athletes to to really bring the team together and, and perform well? Um, but in a general sense, yeah, I just think that there's a smaller percent. I think it takes the right type of person, regardless of whether you're a male or female. I think it takes a very specific person that can kind of walk into a room and just dominate that shit. Like the second that presence, like someone walks in and you're like, ah, okay, I got to listen. Um, there are a lot of men in like all of the leagues that do that. They walk into a room and you, and you sit and you listen. Um, and I don't think that it's fair to say that, um, there aren't women that do that. I just think that there are less women that aspire to do that. And there are less women with maybe the personality traits that require that. Yeah, Um, exactly. I don't think, I don't think it's necessarily us saying that women can't do it. It's just that there's less women that will be willing and capable of doing it. Um, Absolutely. Cause it's not, uh, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's just personality traits. And I mean, if anybody's disregarding personality traits as a general, then, you know, they're kind of uh, 
just delusional. Because again, we're not saying that women can't coach. We're saying that not a limit. A lot of women want to coach. Kind of deal. Like not obviously not word for word, but uh, you know, just to kind of straighten things out. I don't want anybody, you know, saying, "Oh, you guys don't think females can do anything or whatever." We think they can do it. We just think that there's less of them capable. Yeah, yeah. And I've. Um, it's funny. I talked to. I had an argument once with a a female coworker and I'm not really sure how this conversation came up, but it was essentially this conversation, like why men make more money than females. And I was making the argument that the level of performance is just different. And that was mainly my argument. And she was just like, yeah, well, I bet there's a bunch of people that could do this better than you and that better than you. And I was like, hold on. And I literally took a minute and I, and I fucking trashed on myself. I was like, yeah, there's a fuck ton of people that can do everything better than me. I'm a, I wasn't built to be a, 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 a high-performance athlete. I just wasn't. I'm not saying that I can do things better than a fucking WNBA player or just a fucking, you know, uh, a girl playing in some rec league. I'm sure there. I'm sure I, I, I feel like I know a handful of, um, of women that could absolutely dominate me in a variety of sports. That's yep. just how it goes, man. Like. I'm not saying that, and I don't think you're saying that either. Um, no, but, but it's definitely easy to misconstrue it that way, especially when, you know, if if somebody truly believes this, you know, it mm-hmm. feels they don't, they don't, they may not separate their point of view from themselves. So I feel like people mm-hmm. might think we're attacking them <laughs> opposed yeah. to like, we just don't agree with their point of view. So I feel yeah. like what from what we said, like we don't, we haven't said anything that's, like across the line controversial i don't believe that at all um but with us disagreeing with their argument they could definitely construe that as you know us being anti-women or something i have no idea yeah people are weird yeah and and i think that's a lot of the other like the other side of our argument um i think a lot of people are just a little bit more emotionally attached to the idea um than they can than, than they are you know able to objectively look at it and be like okay you know, maybe they make more money because of, you know, A, B, and C. Um, the other thing that I think is huge in terms of like emotional attachment or just kind of taking one thing and making it into another is uh, the pay gap in like the workplace mm-hmm. um, because there is a pay gap in the workplace yeah. um, in most workplaces, right? And they kind of take that and then they apply it to a big stage like the um, the WNBA, the NBA. Um, so just quickly, what do you think about the pay gap? What do you like? What, Just like, in if general, we're, if we're right? Moving, in, moving yeah. towards anything. Okay, so in <laughs> be careful now. <laughs> I'm not delusional in the sense that there's definitely a pay gap. I just don't believe that it's some sort of systemic anti-woman, you know, or male-dominated. You know, males can be the only ones to run everything type of deal. I don't think it's because of anything other than, um, you know, I've listened to a couple speakers or I guess I, I don't I wouldn't say they're politicians, but obviously my my homie Jordan Peterson, he's a clinical psychologist and he says that the, the gap only exists because women are just not as disagreeable. So if 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 a man and a woman went into a um an interview right and they got let's say it's not an interview but they're getting the job and they're asked how much they want let's say the interviewee offers sixty thousand 
the man might say, no, I want 65. The woman is a lot more likely just to be like, yeah, okay. But the man is a lot more likely to say, no, I want more. So it, it does create a, a gap, but not because they're doing anything differently other than men are more willing to ask for raises. They're more willing to challenge their bosses. They're more willing to be a little bit more assertive in a pay situation, whereas women are a lot more agreeable and they'll just kind of, you know, go with what happens. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I've definitely heard that argument before um, where it's like, in general, if you look at like men may, be, may try to be more assertive about um, the money they make in the workplace. Um, that being said, I think I do. I I think there is a little bit of just you know we are like the the working world was created by men, um, and that's just how it is. Um, and the highest level sort of bosses are like in the corporate world, the highest level people are men. Um, and I think sometimes it's just it's harder for a female to step up in a man's world. And let me tell you why. Okay. Uh, in any job that I've worked and in any sort of corporate level job um, that I've sort of seen or heard of, when men, especially higher level men, come together and they talk business or whatever, they, whatever, whatever they're talking about, whatever they're doing, um, I think oftentimes it turns into a bit of Sorry, you cut out there. I missed that last. Oh, it turns into what? A bit of a locker room. Okay. So what I mean by that is just like classic locker room talk. Um, it may be a little bit aggressive or vulgar and, and um, in the way that they present themselves or the way that they speak. And I know because I've done it like where it's like I've like I've gone to a job and everything's super professional and then I'm in a room alone with my boss and we're just fucking like shooting the shit. And they don't do that when the females walk in, you know, you, like when, when the, when my female um, coworkers walk in, it shuts off. Um, and the reason it shuts off is because nobody's trying to catch a charge. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was going to say when yeah. you were done your point, I was like, nobody's trying to like say something wrong and then all of a sudden get fucked because of it. Yeah, exactly. But perhaps maybe we shouldn't be, we, we shouldn't create that work culture in the beginning. Um, because again, like I can't think of a single job that I've had except for the one that we may share, um, where I I go in and like a male employee or boss doesn't shoot the shit with me. Anytime I've had a male boss, there has been an inappropriate conversation. Uh, not <laughs> not illegally. Sorry, yeah. I didn't. <laughs> not like that, but like it's it's just a little bit more casual. It's a little bit more aggressive. Um, in the same sense, I remember in my last uh, clinic job, um, my old boss, he loved sports. And I meant, I mean, like this boy knew everything there was to know about every fucking sport. I don't know how he did it, but I swear to God, like ESPN or TSN was always on when he came home and like at work, he just scrolls shit. Cause he'll tell you like, he'll tell you average averages to like the point value, man. It was fucking insane. And I couldn't keep up with that, but I could talk about sports with him. And I remember after like the first couple months of just like getting to know everyone and like being a little bit more quiet and kept to myself, I started opening up a little bit and yeah, me and my boss would like make fucking bets like, oh yeah, who do you think is going to make it in the playoffs? I bet you 50 pushups or this and that. And then I would literally just go into his office in the middle of the fucking day randomly and talk about things. Um, 
uh, when Conor McGregor had his last fight in the new year last year, it was the same thing, man. Like I was hyped on Conor McGregor. I literally just walked into this man's office in the middle of the fucking day and talked about it for like 35 minutes and nobody said anything. It was totally normal. Um, and the same thing, like I would, in, in the mornings I would come in and we would fucking talk about sports. Um, and there were comments around like, oh, you guys just talk about, you know, this all the time and that all the time and we can't like participate, you know, and it's like, well, fuck, watch some sports then. It has nothing to do with your, you know, with you being a female. But in general, yeah, females like there aren't as many women out there that watch sports. There are a ton that know way more than I do, but there aren't as many in general that watch sports. Um, and to be honest, I think that's a huge factor in the workplace, man. Yeah, Huge. so I think you kind of answered your own thing there because he's kind of started out being more aggressively towards, you know, it's not fair to women that there's kind of some sort of male com- camaraderie. But then you right. answered it with, you know, it's just that generally, again, this is all generalized. This isn't, you. it can change from specific person to person. But generally, most most males will find camaraderie because they like similar things. You know, if two if two dudes like hunting and they're talking about hunting and a and a female comes in and she has no interest in hunting, she's not gonna say anything and like you'll probably stop talking about hunting because you don't want to like exclude her from the conversation. But that's then, what you would think, but I don't think people stop. <laughs> well, yeah. So I mean, if if they don't stop, then they are kind of excluding her. But uh, at the same time, she could be included if she did a little reading up on hunting. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's yeah. like. But it, it's, it goes both ways, though, right? Yeah, and I think um, I was also in another another class. Fuck, I can't remember what it was called. Shit, I have no idea. It was a general education class. And, you know, my prof, she actually went deep into... Because, sorry, let me tell you where I'm going with this first. I'm looping back to your whole thing of, you know, a man's world. Um, just because... I want to address that before I forget. Um, But she was talking about the patriarchy in the sense that it only exists because very primally men went out to hunt and they had to protect their land and all of this bullshit and women stayed at home with the kids, right? So when the man's doing all of that work, you know, they they get those personality traits of being, again, assertive. They get all of the personality traits that push them into their work life more so males are more likely to be enveloped in their work life and females are more likely to be um integrated into like a family life so a more balanced family work-life balance whereas some more men would be more likely to you know pour their entire being into their work so if that is truly the case, then that would make sense at why, you know, a lot of the CEOs and a lot of the big businessmen, exactly like what I said, businessmen, right? I guess it's business people, but, you know, they are at the top of their game because they forego that, that uh, family support, that emotional side of things that, you know, females are more likely to want to dive into, I guess. So I don't, I don't necessarily think it's a, a malicious thing. I think it's an unfortunate thing. But now you can see, like, there are a ton of business women that are successful in everything, and they, and they have some more of those traits that you know they're willing to forego having children or whatever it may be to get at the top of the game in their career. But they are making those sacrifices, whereas men don't necessarily have to make those sacrifices because we're not the ones having the children. So pregnancy is a huge thing 
um, that kind of hinders a woman's ability to, you know, reach the top at whatever, whatever their career is going to be because you have to take a year off. So all of a sudden, if you take that mat leave, you're a year behind. And I mean, that, that, that would naturally increase the pay gap as well, because, you know, if you're a year behind, you miss that year of potential raises and, uh, and whatnot. But I don't think it's necessarily a malicious, like tyrannical patriarchy type styled thing. I really don't. I think it's just naturally and per like for personality traits and shit, there's just a lot less women that are willing to run that route. It's the same thing that I was kind of saying with coaching, right? They're not saying that women won't be there or can't be there. It's just that there's less women that want to be there, I guess. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, I think that's a solid point. I, 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 I agree with especially the uh, pregnancy thing. Um, it's unfortunate in the sense that, you know, women do have to take time off um, and take care of their kids. And I know people in my life that are in their in a point in their careers where they're very, um, they're excelling. They're starting to snowball into a, in, into a higher level position. And I think for the most part, it's sort of like, like it starts slow and then it starts to kind of speed up and then you're like really going. I um, mean, it's important to sort of keep that inertia. Otherwise, you know, it, you, you kind of fall into a little bit of a dead stop. Um, and it's unfortunate that I know people that are like, no, I, I, I don't think I want to have kids right now because I want uh, to focus on my career. Not that like if that's what they want to do, like that's what they want to do. That's not unfortunate. I mean, the people who want to have kids but are too worried that their career will be ruined by it. Um, but yeah, totally agree on that. Playing a little bit of devil's advocate with the... Um, well, I don't know, because I kind of agree with you, but I'm just going to do this anyways. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. Playing a little bit of devil's advocate with the um, uh, maternal versus paternal <laughs> instincts, like male versus female instincts when it comes to like family and stuff. Yeah. A part of it too, like, yeah, w- you know, if, if we go way back, you know, if men hunt and women like, you know, cook food and, and, and clean and stuff, um, I don't think that is the best role for a woman necess- like at all. Um but that's kind of what happened. I just, I just feel like as, as society became more intelligent, as the human race became more capable, um, you know, men did have a large hand in sort of keeping that in place. Um, and there are still men out there that, um, that enforce that. Now, what I, what, what I mean by that is there are still even cultures out there. Like I know in my own, um, which I don't necessarily, I'm not, sorry, I don't agree with at all, but in my own, a lot of Asian cultures, um, the men, the man sort of dominates the household, and that's just innate. It doesn't matter if the female is more capable; the the male dominates the household. Um, and I think that's a bit of a um, that's just like a forced that's a that's a bit of a forced habit on a household that maybe isn't healthy. Um, maybe because of that, women in certain cultures or whatever aren't reaching their full potential. And I don't see that as much. Um, anymore but it definitely still happens it certainly didn't happen in my household like both my mom and dad they worked um and i don't think either of them tried to like hold to the other back um but i do think it's a possibility um and if you look at like even like other species man fucking lions bro the the (laughs) women the female lions go and they hunt uh the men just fucking they honestly don't do anything the females hunt and take care of the kids the men literally will eat a cub if it's being useless <laughs> so you know you kind of look at it like that and you're like oh i don't know like 
instinctually like in this case and we're talking about sheer nature here the you know the female is is kind of being dominant dominant in every sense except for the fact that the male is just larger so they still hold some form of um seniority <laughs> yeah i don't know uh, i think that yeah in cultures like that where you know the male is kind of dominating the household that's not right i don't agree with that obviously because it's like just shouldn't be that way um it's just uh, it's hard because I, th- I guess yeah we didn't really specify that we're talking about western culture because right. if you go if you go globally then there's a lot more you know there's a lot of different cases that are just 100 percent not right and i don't think we need to state those just because you know we everybody knows that it's not right it's not right to have the male like running the household right and you know women having less rights and stuff like that um but in a western society you know i i like to use this example and again i can't remember where i heard it from so don't ever ask me from a for a source i just remember things is Mm -hmm. that you know people a lot of people make the argument that men are holding women back but apparently when women were getting the right to vote a lot of them didn't want it because the right to vote meant that you had to do um firefight fighting services and you could be drafted into the war so a lot of them were like hell nah we don't want to do that (laughs) you know what i mean yeah yeah so and given that the ones pushing for those rights were there were men also in that struggle, like trying to get women's rights. Right. It wasn't just like a Mm -hmm. straight up women versus men clash. But so the reason I bring that up is just to kind of showcase that. Yeah. Like it does happen. Men do or have, and do keep women kind of down. Uh, I think it's more on like an individual basis on like a smaller scale, not as like a, not as a whole. Um, Like not all men are like, yeah, women are useless, but there definitely are men out there today still that are like, yeah, women are useless. But, uh, yeah. 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 I think, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head with that. Like there are still men out there that, um, I would say that still kind of look at females as like less. Um, and I don't think you and I are trying to be feminists here. I think we're just trying to be realistic, um, or rational. Well, um, you could actually, argue that you know we're being the proper way to be feminist (laughs) you know not not the not the men hating way to be feminist but like we do we do believe that women deserve equal rights and everything like that we're just not gonna bash ourselves to get them there (laughs) absolutely man um and then even going to your western culture example um it's weird because it's like you see it a lot, bro. Like, there's a lot of stay-at-home moms out here, man. There's a lot of fucking stay-at-home moms, and it's very normal for like two people to meet and fall in love, and then you know, have kids, and then they, you know, lad just goes to work, and you know, she just kind of stays at home, and that's very, very normal. And a lot of people want that. And um, I, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing to want either. It's just no. that you have to understand that that's where, you know, some of the implications of a gap do happen. And that happens mm-hmm. because, you know, women are more nurturing and, you know, they can care for the child arguably better. I'm not saying that men couldn't be a stay-at-home dad or whatever, but mm-hmm. technically in a general sense, women would do better at being in a nurturing role than men would be. So, yeah. And it's funny. I I've I've 
seen hate against what you just said before, uh, like just now, um, about the idea where it's like, oh, well, you know, women are naturally more nurturing, thus they take care of the kids. Now, that one's a bit more of an extreme because it's saying, like, therefore they have to take care of the kids. Yeah. Um, as opposed to, like, they can take care of them better. But, dude, think about it, man. Think about it from, like, a physiological standpoint. A mother goes through nine months of pregnancy, gives birth to this child, and then spends the next however much time, um, if they choose, to to breastfeed this child. Um, you know, there are things out there that, you know, the, the, a kid can hear a mother's heartbeat and be, be, uh, be uh, comforted by that. Um, there's a lot to be said um, about a woman's touch for their own child. Of there course. is a lot. Yeah. Um, and I think based on that, you know, it's okay to, to agree with that argument. You know what I mean? Like it, it's okay to say that, yeah, women are more nurturing. They're, they're innately more nurturing. And again, not saying that, you know, there aren't fucking incredible dads out there. I would love to be a stay at home dad. You and I have talked about this on the podcast, man. Like if we're making enough money, I would fucking be a stay at home dad all day long. I would yeah, of course. The shit. Yeah, out of my partner, you know, with her attaining her career goals while I just fucking chill, man. I would love that. Um, but I, I don't know, man. Honestly, just like encompassing everything that we've talked about from sports to to the wage gap in just like, uh, you know, everyday jobs and like in the household, how that kind of shit works, like encompassing everything together. I just feel like the female argument tends to be too extreme without looking at other like other views and and i think the problem like other views objectively and i think the problem is is that the hardcore feminists don't necessarily look at women that don't necessarily agree with what you know they're saying um with like hey like i fucking want to stay home with my kid you know what i mean like i i want i want to do this um you know going back to your voting example or whatever the case is like it comes with more responsibility um i see mad tiktok um meme videos out there where like a girl's just like yeah like i want to have fucking voting rights and i want to do this and i can do whatever a man can do but then a war comes around and it's like hey let's go <laughs> um and don't get me wrong there are tons of fucking females in the um armies man and special teams and all that shit but again if you look at the like kind of like you were saying with the with the coaching thing if you look at the percentage of women that even want to do it let's let's forget about capability but want to do it yeah it's just it's just not there man it's just not there i'm thinking and this is a little bit of a far fetched example um, i'm thinking about my roommate carter yeah uh, he firefighted uh, a few summers ago wildlife firefighting and you know carter he's a fucking i would, you know, he's a man's man. Like he, he's a big dude. He fucking, he knows how to get things done. He knows how to do men shit. Um, and when he was out there, he still tells me stories, man. He would trek miles in marsh carrying like 50 pounds of shit, um, for their initial test. And I could be wrong on this, but for their initial test to like, um, get, get the job, there's like a, there's like a, a platform that's like shaped like an inverted V. So they have to walk up and then walk back down and they have to carry like 40 or 50 pounds of gear or maybe even 80 pounds, like a heavy amount um, up and down a certain amount of times. And it's an absurd amount of times in, yeah. in, in a period. Right. And you think about that and then you kind of, you kind of look at how many women would actually want to do that, would actually want to do it. And then we're, we're capable of doing it because in sport, we can reduce the amount of weight to match like, okay, like the female still just as strong. Like if we're talking about like muscle fiber recruitment wise um, and their ability to produce force, 
um, so we can just reduce the weight and it'll be even in terms of the level of difficulty because that stays consistent. But in the real world, if we look at um, war, if we look at firefighting in this case, in this example, are we just going to reduce the weight for the females test because, you know, the force production? No, if you need to carry shit, you have to fucking carry shit. Um, and I, and I saw, I saw this somewhere in like, um, some fucking article, some, it wasn't, it was less of an article. It was more of a guy going on a rant on the, in the army. And it was the same thing. It was just like, look, like, you know, we can't just reduce the amount of equipment that they have to fucking carry. Men just aren't going to carry a heavier load because the women don't want to or can't. Right. And again, I'm not saying that I, you know, I necessarily could. I'm just saying that in the general sense, you know? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I think like along those lines, the issues come when people are not looking at it objectively. I understand that there being a pay gap in everything that we've talked about today sucks big time. I'm yep. not saying that it doesn't suck and that it's not fair. But again, like I said a while ago, life's not fair. Unfortunately, regardless of you know what we do, it's probably not going to change anything. And you can advocate for it all you want, but objectively, it's like that for a reason. And it's not because of some sort of patriarchy where men are constantly putting women down. It's just how it is. <laughs> I don't know how to I don't know how to say it other than that, right? And you know, people might say, well, that shouldn't be how it is. And it's like, okay, well, until you can provide a solution, there's nothing that's gonna be happening. And the solution can't be some dumb shit like take NBA pay and give it to the fem- the females. No. Like it's it's no, because you're 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 taking money from a league that they earned and then you're just giving it away. Yeah. It you know, it kind of it reminds me of what's happening in Canada right now. Completely off topic, by the way. This has nothing to do with what we've talked about at all. But it reminds me of, you know, what's happening in Canada with oil. How people are like we need to phase out oil and everybody's like, yeah, that's a great idea if we have a solution for phasing out oil, but we don't. So we need oil. (laughs) So why are we hindering our, our oil production? Because everybody needs oil, but until there's a solution, a, a tangible, plausible solution to renewable energy, we can't just cut out oil. So stop saying, stop fucking using oil. You know what I mean? It's not like you can go to gender wage gaps and say, just give the women more money. It doesn't work like that, right? So, I mean, a kind of, a far-fetched example, but it's just people like to make the arguments, but then they don't like to follow it up with what the solution is. They like to, mm. They like to say, oh, this isn't fair. This isn't right but then they don't say anything about how it can be solved. Right. Right. I, and they just, they're not pragmatic about it. They don't, they don't look at problems and see a solution, but also the problem with the solution or, you know, they don't look at the case on both sides. Yeah. Um, I think, it's uh, just, yeah, it's fucked. I think, and especially in those, you know, those radical feminists, they don't really think about anything to be honest. <laughs> they just, yeah. <laughs> Because, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, like, if we, under the wanting of equality for women, a lot of men would be considered feminist because we're just not fucking assholes. We are just regular people that want everybody to have equal rights and equal 
chance at a good life, right? And given there's a small percentage of people out there that are still fucking racist, sexist, whatever it may be, but that's not the generalized population anymore. And I just feel like they're still trying to use that past as a example or as a reasoning for what's happening in the future when it's just not the case anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and I'll, this will, this will be like my final sort of statement or story or whatever. Yep. I, I think that a part of the problem is exa- everything that you said is correct. And I think an, in addition to that, a part of the problem is, is that like the hardcore, the the women out there that aren't hardcore feminists or don't actively think of the, about this may sort of oppress themselves in some ways. Um, the, what, what I mean by that. So like the, the last job that I, that I worked, the one that I just, um, one that I just left when I went there, the team was females, all females. So when I walked in, first of all, I was the first guy that they hired in like, you know, a fucking, I, like forever. They, they just, they weren't hiring guys. Everyone, everyone they were hiring were females. And that was interesting for me um, just because the job isn't necessarily dominated by either really. Like it's, it's pretty even. Um, but regardless of that, I, from the first day, from the, um, you know, patience to the um, staff in my team, I kept hearing the same shit. Like, oh, don't worry, you won't fall. There's a strong man behind you. Um, you know, don't worry, there's a strong man. And I, I kid you not, bro, I heard that shit like four or five times a day. Um, and for me, it was like, bro, it's not like I fucking walk around looking like a, you know, a huge ass <laughs> bodybuilder or anything. You know what I mean? Like, uh, do I feel like I'm capable of keeping someone from falling? Yes, but I'm also just competent. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Um, and they and they just kept saying like, strong man, strong man. And at the beginning, I didn't think about it much, but now that we've we've sort of talked about it, I'm like, that's like not okay for them because by saying that, like by saying like, don't worry, you won't fall today because there's a strong man behind you. You also just said that if I wasn't there, there's a higher possibility that that person would fall because you're less capable. And I'll tell you what, most of the time when it comes to people falling or uh, transferring people, it just hap- it, it's, 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 it's a lot about um, like body dynamics and how you're approaching a lift and how you're approaching helping that person as it is, you know, strength as opposed to it is just like sheer strength. Um, and they would just get me to do shit, which I was like, and they would be like, oh, like, yeah, now that we have a strong man, like, you know, you can do this, this and this all the things that they were saying were just like general maintenance. They were, you know, they would get me to install something or they would get me to, you know, do something here or there. I'm not a fucking carpenter. I know how to use tools, but I'm not a carpenter. And they would just be like, Oh yeah, we were hoping that you could fix this or fix that or do this or move this. And I remember thinking to myself like, damn, you guys could do all of this shit, all of it. Why is it that I'm a quote unquote big strong man that I do it? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there was this one time I was I was just chilling and my bosses left and they were like, "Oh, hey, could you please get the Christmas decorations off the top shelf?" And I was like, "Oh, okay," but the top shelf is like high, high, and I'm not I'm not tall, <laughs> so I was like, "Look, it's like lifting; it's not a problem." But is there like a stool or something? Um, and then I made I even made the joke because one of my bosses is like. She was like six one, man. She was some fucking odd, like she was tall. She she was a large female, right? Yeah. So I was like, hey, like you know, you're probably like height wise better for the job. 
And she kind of like giggled and she was just like, yeah, but like the box is like really heavy and stuff. So if you could just get up on a stool and get it um, and then we could kind of like make, you know, keep you stable uh, uh, with the stool and stuff. And I was like, okay, hey, fucking like whatever. Right. Like what a fine. Fuck logic. <laughs> and they left and I had nothing to do. So I was like, hey, fuck, I'll just do this now. So I reached for this box and it maybe weighed like 35, 40 pounds. It was not very heavy, but I kind of had to reach and then I just fucking like shoulder pressed it and then put it on the ground. Oop. I put it on the ground and that was it. That was literally all I had to do. It, honestly, she could have done that easy fucking clap. But in her mind, it was like, I'm a big, strong man and it's hard for them to do it every year. So I should do it. And then when they came back, she was just like, oh, my God, like, how did you do that? How like, you know, how did you approach doing that? And I was like. I picked it up <laughs> and I put it on the, <laughs> put it on the ground. I feel like a dick saying it that way. Um, but that story and just like a ton other, when I was working there, you know, from, again, from patients to, to staff, it was always, oh, you're a big, strong man, so you can do this and that. So coming back to, you know, what you were saying, yeah, like, I feel like a part of it too is it's just like, there are everyday sort of women out there that don't necessarily think about, you know, they're not constantly thinking about rights or oppression or anything like that. They're just, you know, doing themselves. But unknowingly, they're oppressing themselves by saying shit like this all the time. I need to get a man to do it because I can't do it myself. I have a, I have a few few quick comments that I was thinking about while you were telling your story. Is imagine now, right, being a male, if you will, uh, but you're just extremely weak, right? Imagine how bad that would feel being in your role if you didn't know how to do those things and if you couldn't lift things so like they're saying oh it's great that we have a man here that can do all these things and then all of a sudden it's like i can't do these things (laughs) what are you trying to say (laughs) right so that's exactly that's equally uh kind of fucked up um from the women's thing is i think that's a huge problem because i think subconsciously you know you kind of train your brain to be like i need a man you know and it's like I need a man to do these things. It's like, well, you don't, you just got to do it. <laughs> like, it's not a, but like the, them constantly saying like, oh, it's so good that we have a man here to do this now. It, it kind of makes them, you know, subconsciously be like, well, I guess I can't do this anymore. Like, I don't need to do this. I can't do this. I need somebody, I need a man to do it. And it's just kind of fucked up. So I think oppression is a big, is a, is a strong word because I don't think they're necessarily oppressed, but I do think they're putting themselves down yeah yeah but yeah i think that's uh i think that's fucked up and i mean as much as the as much as you want to avoid that i mean for anything like imagine if it was um targeted at a female you know like oh that would be so bad dude that would be so bad if it was targeted like in this example well not necessarily in that example but i'm just trying to think of like other situations right so let's say it's a male dominated thing right and then Mm. all of a sudden they say Oh well, it's it's good because now we have a beautiful woman in the office. You know yeah. what I mean? It starts to it starts to look real bad when you start saying shit like that. Yeah, dude. Imagine being in like a, a and this is an extreme, but imagine being in a male dominated office and like it's it's a they bring their kids to work all the time and they're like, oh, it's so good that we have a woman here now because someone can take care of the kids. Yeah, think about that. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, that's a whole nother conversation of. Uh, whatchamacallit gender roles and shit but uh yeah. we'll save it for next time yeah that was a good conversation yeah yeah it felt good
Um, anyhow, thank you guys for listening to our podcast today. We greatly appreciate the support. Um, just an update on everything. We are still releasing uh, one episode weekly. It'll be every Friday for now um, until COVID restrictions lift. And then we're hoping to go back to two episodes a week. Um, you can catch us on Spotify um, and Apple, Apple podcast platforms. And uh, by all means, give us a give us a follow on all of our social medias um, at Average Buds Podcast for a tag. I guess <laughs> um, I'm not even gonna go over which yeah, one's slightly different because I'm yeah yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, give us a follow, and we'll catch you next time. Peace, peace.